Welcome to the Dental Amigos podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world, all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney-client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com. And now, here are The Dental Amigos. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Great to be here, Rob. It's good to see you, amigo, and welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Dental Amigos podcast. We are in season one of our associate agreement issue uh, topic, uh, and uh, today, our fifth episode, we're going to talk about what used to be the sort of mundane term and termination uh, for most of my legal career, looking at agreements and associate agreements, this was not something that was a really a, a hot topic. Uh, but you know, it's gotten spicy to use a nacho term. It's gotten spicy. Very spicy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a few jalapenos. This might be a, a three and a half ghost out of pepper. five. It's a ghost pepper. Yeah, the, I wouldn't put it ghost pepper. Okay, good. Ghost pepper, you know, like non-compete stuff, okay, probably. Gotcha. But uh, it certainly is has gotten a lot more, uh, uh, a lot spicier over uh, the last couple of years and the world has changed and continues to change yeah. and always will and and with that you know things evolve. So when we talk about term in a contract, what we mean is the length of time in which the person is required to be employed. So the typical agreement we'll see will say that this is a one year agreement and it'll kind of have this is just the way the dental world is, have all the language that makes it look like a one-year agreement, and then it'll say unless terminated earlier pursuant to some later section. Typically, too, in an associate agreement, you're gonna see a section in the agreement that says, notwithstanding the fact that this is a one-year term, either party can terminate this agreement at any time without notice on so many days, uh, I'm sorry, with with so many days notice, without cause. Let me just jump for one sec, Robin, because we, you talked in previous episodes, you know, people don't pour over the ski lift receipt or the car lease the same way they do employment agreements. So I've, I've gotten a lot of agreements, you know, with termination that says this is a two year thing, but it can be it can be terminated by either party with written notice in 30 days. And right. that always makes me feel a little bit better when I read it, but I might right. be kind of just naive. So maybe just as you were saying, let's say you hire an associate, you're an associate, you're hired for a year. Where does this termination thing become spicy? Because you know it says either party can uh, get out of this agreement a certain amount of time, or does it not say that? Does it say you got to give three months, six months if you're the associate? Right. So m- most agreements, and up until recently, yeah. virtually all, would give either party the ability to. Well, first off, it would give the employer the ability to terminate for cause. And that's gotcha. still very much the case. And for cause is usually the things that are somewhat intuitive. You lose your license, yeah. you're not insurable, you commit a felony, you embezzle from the practice. Gotcha. Not something you say like, oh gee, I was just embezzling, like why'd I get fired? Yeah, right? Right. Like it's, yes. it's, it's somewhat intuitive. That's the cause, you've done something wrong. There's like a gray area with the cause. Sometimes things are under the section of being uh, listed as constituting cause, yeah. but they might be a little a little more subjective. So 
failure to follow the policies of the office. Yeah. Now, that's a little different than embezzling, right? Gotcha. Or losing your license. So you got to be careful about those gray area for cause things. Yeah. But then you've got the without cause, uh, where there's no reason. It's just that the employer doesn't want you anymore right. or that you don't want to work anymore. Right. So typically an agreement will say it's got that that certain term, one, two, three, whatever years. However, either party can terminate without cause yeah. uh, upon giving a certain amount of notice. So, uh, you know, and that might be uh, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Sometimes we see more, you know, it can be as much as like 180, which that's problematic for an associate, especially if you have entrepreneurial designs, because it's very tricky to give notice six months before your startup is ready or you're yeah. ready to acquire a practice even worse, you know? And so yeah. a deal comes to you, starts and finishes and closes during that time period. You wouldn't yeah. even know it. Um, so uh, typically I think it's not unreasonable to expect that to be equal or equitable, yeah. where if the practice has to give you 30, you only have to give them 30. Sometimes we'll see where the practice can give 30 and the employee has to give 90. Yeah. But where this gets spicy to your question, Paul, is recently what we've seen more of is uh, an agreement or provisions that say, here's the term, it's three years, and does not have any ability in there for the employee to terminate without cause. Gotcha. And So they're locked in. Locked in. And while I've seen that occasionally over the years, for years I would always tell people, I've never seen anybody try to enforce this, you can't make somebody work when they don't wanna work. Well, welcome to 2022, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. The brave new world that we're in, and especially in the situation with more group ownership, corporate ownership, the need to retain dentists. I've seen more and more situations where people had agreed to these contracts where they didn't have uh, the ability to terminate without yeah. cause, and the practice is holding them to it. And just to jump in to, to share, I'm a, sort of thinking some of the why for this is, They'd rather have an annoyed associate than a closed down practice. Yeah, absolutely. It's like they need the mm -hmm. dental license to have the place open. Yeah. So even if the associate is unhappy and annoyed, something that in 2010 you'd say, well, I don't want that person representing right. my culture. Exactly. I want a new one. Right. Now they're sort of saying the alternative here is to not have the practice open at all, not have any patients come in, not have 10 people have a job. Right. This is not to say defending the groups or practices doing this. I'm just sort of trying to create awareness that this is pretty much the why. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, and, and now in even, to, you know, 10 years ago, yes, and even today, you know, you as an owner-operator, you and Jeff, if somebody says, I don't want to work here anymore, you don't say, nope, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> right. You know, and every day yeah. you're standing next to them and like, <laughs> yeah. you're miserable enough yet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Who's going to be more miserable, you or me, <laughs> yeah, you know? That's great. Um, but I guess if you're an absentee owner, you don't yeah. have to go to work every day with a person that doesn't want to be in your office. Yeah. It's a little easier to tolerate, right? Um, and so that can take a lot of different shapes where, uh, you know, people uh, could be asked to pay for damages if they leave early, because if you agree to this three year term and now we don't have a dentist. And to your point, we had to close the office. Right. Well, we wouldn't have had to close the office if you'd lived up to your term of this agreement and stayed for three years. And now we're losing a million dollars a year. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that threatened. Um, and, and also associates, a lot of times the why is, and this is just a genuine phrase, like you found something better, right? Mm -hmm. You found an office, you found a partnership. Right. You're not necessarily leaving because you absolutely hate your job. No. It's that you found a grass is greener. And it's not mm -hmm. a bad thing to find a grass is greener. It's just that 
you might be leaving a practice or organization in the proverbial lurch. And, you know, I think, like you said, years ago, they would just get a new associate and they'd say, even though we're frustrated, enjoy your practice. But now you're kind of saying, they're saying, not so fast. Yeah. Stay here and uh -huh. check hygiene and do fillings. Yeah, exactly. And I literally, I went through decades where I didn't deal with this issue. And there for a while, I guess in the last month or so, it hasn't been as bad. We had one or two a month. Yeah. You know, it was just really dramatic how that came on. So, you know, so what they have, they have the leverage to tell you that your, your departure, your termination early is going to cause us money damages, which they could sue you. Or when we talked about before that agreements have provisions in there that require a certain amount of notice when you can terminate it without cause, there's something that's known as liquidated damages, where your failure to give the requisite notice means you might have to pay a penalty for each day that you are yeah. short on that. So if that is a 30-day period, let's just say, where you're able to give, uh, you're able to terminate without cause, you give your notice, and then 10 days in, you're like, peace out, I've had enough, I've decided, you know, I'm leaving 20 days early, you might be on the hook for 20 days of $500 a yeah. day, okay? Um, not entirely unreasonable. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's unprofessional unless there's some really compelling reason just right. to say like, I know I've got this full schedule and all these patients are expecting yeah. to see me, but I've decided that I'm not going to be here anymore. Like right. that, That's not really a lot cool. Where that can also be a problem though, is if you've got a situation that has liquidated damages provisions, where you want to leave a year into a three-year term and there are two years left and you've got right. this thing in there that penalizes you for leaving early so many dollars a day. Well, now all of a sudden, you know, so many dollars a day for two years starts to look like a real number, Yeah. right? And a lot of times what you have to be careful about with this stuff is that big group practices put these things in place because they need that at an organizational level. And if they put that in there and they don't enforce it or they don't try to enforce it or they don't threaten to enforce it, then everybody else that works there thinks that it's okay. And now all of a sudden their business model is right. out the window because nobody wants to stay on and continue to work. And now they don't have dentists. And not, notice I didn't say providers because right. usually in this conversation yes. I talk about providers because I've got my corporate hat on. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like that word. I like dentist, Paul. And I've seen that on, I think, yes. one of your posts. And Mitchell I think that that's great. He's good with that. Yeah, yeah. He said, you know, call us dentist, not provider. Who yeah. says that? Dr. Mitchell Rubens. He's yeah, yeah. boost instructor. Yeah, great. Mitchell, that's great. Yeah. And it's and it's it's right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you might as well call, call a dentist a robot if right, you're going to yeah. call them, you know, providers. You know, they're more than a cog in the wheel. But, you know, so if if you have to be careful about that, where you've signed yourself up to this long-term agreement that you can't leave, maybe the grass is greener. But, Paul, maybe you are miserable. Yeah, because right. maybe this, this whole, you know, lousy practice, this lousy business model that these people have subjected you to, where they're running absentee and you're just there with your hair on fire every day. Right. And everybody comes to you with all the problems that you're not allowed or able to solve, you know, it just becomes too much. I just want to jump in because it's an associate angle. And I said this last night to this group of these awesome dental students. This is really such a good question to ask when you're an associate on an interview. How often will I be the only dentist in the office? Mm. Because if you get a number like every day and you're a new dentist or even a dentist my age, if I was doing this, if you're the only dentist in an office over and over again, and you kind of just pointed out, you said, your hair's on fire, you're the only person there, they're coming to you with problems that have nothing to do with dentistry a lot of right. times. Rob, if I was gonna be an associate, and this is a genuine question, I'm curious, and I would say, okay, Rob, now the shoe's on the other foot, I need you to help me with this associate contract that someone's given me to look at. What's a termination notice that makes sense for associates? I know there's an it's depends everything, but like what's, 
is it three months normal, not normal? Is two months normal? Like what, what's the sense bucket to this? Just Good curious. question. 60-ish days. Yeah. You know, 30 is not uncommon. We see 92. Mm, for an associate perspective, you'd rather see 60 or 30. So I just want to share with you authentically. You know, we've been doing this together for a long time, even before nachos. We had a life before the internet. It's true. I remember lived. that vaguely. This is one of the It's not most, documented by yeah, photos yeah, right, on our yes, phone, though, no, Paul, yeah, but it, no. it, it was there, yeah, I'm sure. we were there. We were going Disposable to, cameras we were going cap- to captured it yeah, every uh, minute. This is one of the most common challenges where associate says, hey, Paul, hey, Dr. Nacho, I have a problem. Do you know of an attorney? I need to do this thing, and I have a six-month termination notice. And I always say, and I don't mean to be like that annoying grandmother, but I say, oh, which lawyer let you sign this six-month termination notice? And they say, uh, none. I thought it looked fine. And I said, yeah. see, we're currently in a situation where it's not, not fine. fine. Yeah. So I just wanted you to bring that out to the listeners because you're someone who sees this. You see 60 to 90 days. Once it starts to exceed that time, that means that you may be prevented from doing the next thing. Well, that's just it. And I'm going to guess that part of the context of that issue could, could have come up. And if it didn't in this case, then here's the scenario. Uh, you've got a, a six-month notice with, uh, you know, liquidated damages of five hundred dollars yeah. a day for failure to give the requisite notice, and you want to buy a practice. Yeah. Tell me how that works, right? You know, like uh, you know, Paul Goodman says, "Hey, Doc, I've got your practice. This is exactly what you're looking for, uh, right. and they're looking to close in the next ninety days." Okay. Um, now we're going to start our due diligence. Do I give notice to my employer in the six months now? Because maybe this deal won't come to fruition. Or do I wait until I've a signed agreement and now I'm going to bail four months early and be on the hook for and that's $500 where, dollars a day for a four months? Point here. When things are normal-ish, make sense-ish, it's better. Because also, as a practice transitions broker, someone who buys practices, we all know, Rob, some of these deals don't go through. Mm-hmm. So if you have a 30 to 60-day termination notice, you're going to be able to determine where the deal is mm-hmm. and likely line it up. Right. If you want to start on January 1st, because July 1st in this practice, what happens midway through when they're already getting a new associate for you and your deal falls apart? Yeah. And that's going to change. I mean, when our associate came to us and told us he was leaving to move across the country for a good reason, it changed our feelings towards his associateship, not in a bad way, but we just know that this guy's leaving. We're, yeah. we're, and he had to leave because he was moving with his awesome wife. This was under all good story scenarios. But as the owners of the practice, we had to immediately start planning right. to fix this, whether right. we work more, whether we find a new associate. So, I mean, that's kind of just a good point. If you have a six-month thing and then two months in, you say, oh, just kidding, you know, practice isn't going through yeah. anymore. Now you have to kind of walk back a thing. And especially if you're leaving because you're buying a practice, you're leaving your owners to go do the next thing, which many times they're proud of you or happy for you, but they also have the yeah, maybe challenge. Not. Right. But, but also, yeah, I'm trying to be positive, <laughs> but they have to replace you. Yeah. I mean, you were just there doing the dental work. Right. right? right. So I think that's why it's such a good point that the, the excessively long termination notices only seem to cause serious problems. Yeah. And, and look, and from a practical standpoint, too, like it's just sticking around the scene of the crime a little too right. long, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, to say I'm leaving in six months, to your point, your associate leaves, you have to start transitioning, you, you know, uh, you have to start thinking about the replacement, how you're going to deal with that. You know, one month, two months, yeah. Hey, you're leaving three months, four months. I can't believe you're leaving five months, yeah. man. I can't stand you five, six months. I hate your guts. Like it's just yeah. too long to and be like, also, hanging out. What you said too is as a, as a practice owner, you're, you're dividing cases and work between people right. and de- and patients are very emotional. And if you're thinking like, Oh, am I going to, are they going to see this associate? I know they're leaving. If they start to develop a relationship, now I'm going to have to walk back and say, right. now they're gone. Right. So now it's like you have this whole this other kooky. thing that doesn't show up on the statute of relationship management of right. patients. So, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's just a good point to kind of go through our theme of like when things make sense, 
sensible things tend to happen. Uh-huh. When things don't make sense, things that are spicy and crazy happen. Well, I mean, here's another analogy. I think this is even better than what I gave before. I'm going to break up with you in six months. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. What are we doing Saturday night? Yeah, right. Like, That's great. You know? Well, you like, know, that would just be nuts, there right? There was a funny TV show with Jenna Fisher. We watched it like where they got divorced, but they had to stay in the same house. There you and go. It was, right. It's That's a good, it. funny TV show, <laughs> right. but it shows how problematic it yeah, is. Right? It's yeah. It's not funny for <laughs> yeah. this your job, Yeah, because right? they couldn't afford to leave the house they had to stay with each other. So, exactly. I mean, that's why associates just, you know, look at things from what's going to make sense if these things need to happen. If I have to leave, if I have a restrictive covenant, if I have to get money after I leave, that's just, they all line up and they start to make this list of sanity for you. Right. Of protecting yourself early in your career. Right. And then, and then somebody talked about protecting yourself, you know, things in the agreement, you have to be careful about too, that, you know, sometimes you'll see in an agreement that if the associate gives their four months notice, we use yeah. sort of a, a bad example, that the practice has the ability to terminate them on the spot. Right. So That's now how, yeah. you've, you've game planned this thing out four months, you've done the right thing, you've told them, okay, I'm out of here in four months, and you're gone the next day. Right. Well, you hadn't planned you're in your startup income, yeah. or your which could impact you now you don't have a job you're, that could impact your loan on your startup right. you could end up in this like no man's land so uh, it's you know or what happens if you give uh, your notice and understandably the practice starts to scale back the cases that you get to the point where you know the last day you're there you're not going to be as busy as you were right the day exactly. before you gave notice are you going to work and not getting paid? Are you, yeah, it, it you know, creates a whole many things. And so I think this is a good time to ask, like, you know, I have a, I have a dental focused attorney in front of me. I always want to be a talk show host. We do have microphones, right, Rob? So when people say on social media, ah, that thing's not enforceable, ah. you're going to tell us that you live a life where these things have tried to be enforced. Yes, we live we live in the Death Star, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Where that, that is. And I, I saw one this morning. I, I almost, I should have screenshotted it because I was going to show you where somebody was just... Another dentist just telling this 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 young dentist it was on nachos, yeah. like don't worry about it. that ten mile non compete will never hold up in right. court. I'm yeah. like that's the most that's the worst advice you I can give somebody. Say, this is the same thing too, where it's like where is that person when the problem happens? You're gonna yeah. go back to Sally Pants at the Gary Vee thing and say, yeah. hey Bill Smith, I just want you to know I'm embroiled in a lawsuit. Yeah. I can't I can't start yeah. my practice. I've got this, this GoFundMe out there terrible. to raise six figures to like pay my legal yeah, team right. to like win this uh, this ten mile non compete. I mean, one case. of the things you guys could do crazy. to help dentists be they'd like be a bunch of associates being like, "Don't listen to your dentist. You don't need a bunch of attorneys saying you don't listen to your dentist. You don't need a crown." And us yeah. dentists would go crazy. Yeah, they go, "How yeah. can you say that? You don't know actually. Ah, you don't need a crown. Dentist trying. You're, you're not going to need a crown. It's not going to break." That's a great analogy. Right? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, it's it would drive dentists crazy if you did that. Uh-huh. So I mean, it's you know you could mess not mess with them in a fun way and say i'm a lawyer i just want to tell you you don't need a crown right well sometimes yeah. when i chime in on that and i say it's bad advice people go after me too so right. i'm like yeah. well, like whatever you know it's, it's a hard dynamic i think it's you know it goes back to the our podcast mantra these are the things you don't learn in dental school and when they don't talk about these things in dental school and you don't think that they're part of your fundamental growing up period and then people bring them later sometimes they feel like you're lying to them sometimes they feel like you're taking advantage of them but if right. some of these themes were just talked about like hey second year dental student one day you're going to have to sign a contract mm-hmm. let's talk about the word you're going to hear i think things would go better but unfortunately dentistry is not that place right now no it's not and well look that's unfortunately with a lot of professional schools and that's yeah. why because the people that teach in these places law school yeah. dental school 
you know, vet school. They're, they're not necessarily people that are, you know, interested in, in running yeah. the business. They're usually so not doing that ac- thing now, academia. right? They right. might have done it years ago. Right. Or they might have never done it, but it's like, it's, it's, it's not a their mis- focus. It's a mismatched educational experience on practical real world stuff. Right. It doesn't mean that they don't have value to share mm-hmm. concepts and sure. help in that, but it, they're, you know, be, it's like saying to you, when you saw Drew's age, three-year-old say, well, what kind of toys should we buy for a three-year-old? You're gonna say, I don't know. I'm out of the three-year-old game. Right. Back in the day, the toys that I bought are not relevant anymore. But I'll point tickle, to the, tickle me Elmo. Yeah, That's right. Okay, point in the direction right. of a store where right. people I see a lot of parents. You yeah. Know? So right. Um, really good stuff. No, that's for real. And just just wrap it up with the last issue that we'll say. Uh, well, and just back up for, for a second. When you talk about this, like in dental school and everything, this goes back to when we were talking about contractual awareness a couple episodes ago. This is you have to come into these agreements at this point as an associate with eyes wide open. Yeah. This, the, the switch has been flipped. This is a grown-up contract, right? right? This, this has to be treated seriously and differently than all the other sort of right. rote, routine things that you signed up until now. What, you know, as you said, the, the, the car lease or the right. apartment rental agreement, all that stuff, this is a new thing. This needs its own special right. attention. And you have to realize that the game has changed. You are no longer playing uh, you know, high school JV baseball. This is now the yeah. major leagues, right? And you have to be very careful and very aware of what you are signing yourself up for. Again, you understand people that you're not necessarily hiring a lawyer or a consultant to negotiate all this stuff and to try to hammer out better terms, maybe sometimes depending on what you're doing, but it's as much as anything to understand what you are signing yourself up for, what you can do, what you can't do, and what you have to do to perform under this agreement and make sure that that's consistent with what your your goals are gonna be. It's okay. Uh, and then we'll just wrap it up. We mentioned this before in one of the previous episodes, you know, with term and termination, how does that fit with signing bonuses, retention yeah. bonuses? Uh, you know, that is the the ultimate, you know, golden shackles yeah. where, hey, you know, here's $30,000. Doesn't it look right. nice dangling the money in front of you? And if you want to leave that practice early, you may have to give that money back. And, you know, if you don't have that money, what are you going to do? Is the practice going to sue you? So you have to be careful about how the term termination fits in with those uh, those bonuses, those retention bonuses or signing bonuses. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hopefully uh, this is helpful stuff and will help people avoid uh, some of the traps for the unwary. And uh, if you like the episode, uh, as always, we'd appreciate if you go on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're listening, give us a good review. We don't get enough reviews, I know, Paul. yeah. Give us Why some good reviews. That? We're helping future you. That's what we're doing we're here. Trying. The we're trying. We're trying to make the future you less annoyed than they would be without us. I so. love that. Without sponsors. <laughs> yes, without Even sponsors. Better. Sponsor break. Well, thank you, Paul. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to another great podcast with the Dental Amigos. And don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on thedentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.